Belichick lipped up his daughter after winning the Super Bowl and probably slipped her some tongue. He looks like he fucks his daughter. Belichick probably fucks his daughter. Was his daughter hot? I'd fuck her. I mean, it, was she was she not fat? I'd fuck her. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's like, you know, Robert Kraft gets his, you know, little crafty dick jerked off by some small-handed Asian. She gets a $1,000 tip, and he gets accused of sex trafficking. I mean, he probably is involved in sex trafficking at some level. Isn't everyone who's successful involved in sex trafficking at some level? Anyone who's ever picked a chick up and gotten their dick sucked is involved in sex trafficking. What if you've had sex in traffic? Is that considered sex trafficking? That's traffic sexing. Traffic sexing. All right, dude, you ready to kick this thing off? Yeah. Welcome to the Altered Cognition Podcast. My name is Nick Breen. I am here with my co-host and the engineer, the guy who puts this whole thing together and makes sure that you can hear me ramble, Jesse Green. We are really excited today. This is the first episode, July 30th, 2019. We're about to fire up this blunt. I got the Bad Sons Lupified Double IPA on deck. We got the weed ready to go, cigarettes in the ashtray, and we couldn't ask for a better, better day to do this. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so let's set this thing off. Um, I kind of expected you to have this place set up when I came over here, and I just spent the last... 40 minutes watching you clean the fucking studio, which also doubles as your office. And where I live. Exactly. So you live in just this room? I mean, I spend most of my time in this room. But you do use the rest of the... I do sleep in a different bed, but I have slept... You you got the big, fat, fucking comfy chair. You can fall asleep. Well, I'm the big, fat, comfy guy. I mean, that makes sense then. I've got this fucking skinny meagle thing with no fucking upper back support. It's disgusting. Well, you'll be all right. Just, you know, put your shoulders back and, and try, to, uh, try to keep your posture good. Well, you, you could say, though, it was a good cleaning process. You know, like TLC, when they do that home improvement show, they show the fucking time lapse. And in like 30 seconds, it goes from totally fucked to mildly fucked. Yeah, but this was not 30 seconds. This was 30 plus minutes. And I was sitting there with no drugs to put in my system. And uh, 30 minutes is a long time with no drugs. My beer was still warm. It's a nice lighter. It is. It is a nice lighter. You know those sand things you got at like the arts fair and shit like that, where they have like the multi-layered sand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like but it's like pastels. Mm. It goes from pink to yellow. There's like a little purple streak in the middle, and then blue. And and the bic lighters that are wrapped. You know, like the bic lighters that are wrapped with like. Well, I don't like those. I don't well, like those. they're more expensive than the other lighters, by a margin that does not just account for the rap. It like accounts for the fact that they're just ripping you off. Wasn't that most companies are just trying to rip you off? Like, right. So if you go to Wendy's, you can get a four for four. This is actually a huge grievance I have. You go to Wendy's, you can get a four for four. And for 75 cents extra, you can get Baconator fries instead of regular fries. And if you're lucky, they'll throw in a Frosty for an extra 25 cents instead of the regular drink. But those fucks will go ahead and charge $5 for a biggie bag to put some fucking bacon on your shitty fucking double stack. And it goes up by a full dollar. So there's a loophole. There's a loophole. There's a loophole. Fast food loopholes are always the best. I'm really into fast food. Um, I can tell. Well, as evidenced by my svelte physique. I think uh, you can hear the McDonald's in your voice. <laughs> you can hear the McDonald's in my voice. No, I, I do have to stop um, eating the McDonald's. I kind of said today was the day I was going to go on a diet. How many times have you said that this week? <sighs> I've been saying that a lot lately, but I actually did it successfully once. I mean, I looked great. Once, though. You know. Don't be a one-trick pony. Yeah, till I got cancer. Till I got cancer. Wow, that's... <coughs> I was fit until... Isn't cancer supposed to make you skinny? Just like the cocaine. That's true. Silence your fucking phone. Oh, man. Look at me. I got to silence my be phone. Respectful. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, be respectful. I'm not even going to check it. In fact, I'm going to put the phone in airplane mode. So the Altered Cognition podcast. This podcast is really great. Now, let's go over what the name means. Altered Cognition. So cognition is basically your thinking, your process of thinking. Um, and altered means to change. Very simple. We're trying to change people's thinking. We're going to have some guests some days. We're going to be alone some days. We're going to talk about comedy some days. 
And some days we're going to get more serious. We're always going to try to keep everything light because let's just face it. Life ain't that serious. No. In the end, you just die. You could die tomorrow. You could die driving out of this fucking parking lot. I possibly will if I drink this whole four pack of beers. I'll take one. You definitely can Is have it in the one. Fridge? Yes, they are in the fridge. Oh damn, that's kind of far. I'll wait. I'll wait. We'll you can definitely go get one. I can't. I don't even know if I can smoke this fucking stick of death. This is every time I try to smoke a blunt with you, you just can't fucking keep up. Because it's it's harsh. It's harsh. The people don't want to hear me coughing the whole time. That's not going to work. See, I'm really concerned because I don't really cough when I smoke anymore, and I'm not sure if that's just me being better at smoking or something in my body just giving out. Well, I don't think you're better at smoking. I got something here that I could smoke, that you could smoke, and you'd probably cough. Oh, no, wait. You won't. I don't cough. Never. No. A fucking... You see what I'm doing here? All the cilia inside of your lungs are probably just burnt and just, you know, like when they perform an ablation. That's why I don't go to the doctor. I don't need to know this stuff. I went to the doctor today. Do you want the official height and weight? Yeah, what's the official So I've weight? shrunk an inch. You shrunk an inch. I'm 5'10". You were 5'11 at one point. Yes. You don't stri- See, it's weird because when you look at you, sometimes you're kind of a short guy, sometimes you're like a tall guy. It's really strange. <sighs> I can't quite pick it up. Do you know I, what I mean? I am somewhat of a shapeshifter. Guess my weight. 320. 3'10". Wow. You're pretty good. Wow, thank you. Thank you. 5'10", 310. 5'10", 310. Sounds nice. Yeah, but it's not. Doesn't you look good want, on a Tinder profile. You don't want to be, yeah, that's your bio, 510310. 5'10, 310. They're like, what is that, a penal code? <laughs> I always said it. Your phone number? <laughs> well, do you ever, um, I've always wanted to make a Tinder again, even though I have no reason to. But now I just put, I'd put fully employed, fully insured, and it would just be photos of me in my office, which is this room. That would probably get you more pussy than anything you ever did before on Tinder. Well, that's the problem because. I've been in a relationship for what, going on five years. And when it first started, I was 80 pounds heavier. And now, well, how long has Tinder been around? Tinder's been around for a long ass time. I think like six or seven years at this point. So your relationship was post Tinder. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but it says something. You know, I'm not a big Tinder guy. Why? I'm not I a mean, big. I mean, you're a big guy, but you're not a big Tinder guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big online dating guy. Why? I don't really want to take the effort to write all that shit. Well, it's like you're playing, um, it's almost like you're playing a stupid online video game. You know, that's what it is. It is. Right? You're playing I want to some, meet a real person. But meeting real people sucks. It's hard. <sighs> I know in the places I hang out, the real people I meet are definitely not of the caliber that I want to try to get hitched up with. Wow, hitched. You're not just trying to slam something. You're trying to you're trying to take something home, develop it. Well, Craig McGee said that he was starting a podcast. Uh, it's going to be like a dad's podcast. And I was like, why would why everybody has to be a dad to be on your podcast? Like, how's that going to work? And he was like, oh, you should knock some chick up. <laughs> why to get on your podcast? <laughs> like that's responsible. I haven't done it yet, dude. I'm sorry. I'm not going to knock a chick up to get on your podcast. I wish you all the best luck. I mean, I'm willing to come on your podcast and talk about kids. What I think you should do is you should fuck a girl on the podcast trying to get her pregnant. It's like to make a dad. Exactly. To, the, to make a dad podcast. Yes, exactly. Right. Dad cast. Yeah. Would it be audio only or would there be? I could have her call me daddy while I fuck her on the podcast. She's talking about her dad while you're fucking Well, her, her. daddy issues. Exactly. Yeah, she's talking about her daddy issues while you're, getting, while you're fucking her and she's calling you daddy. And while I'm getting a massage. From the best masseuse. Whether it be male or female, it doesn't Just matter. Just the best masseuse? Just the best masseuse. Why do you have to be getting a massage? I don't know. Why not? Or I could be getting like spoon-fed, like dinty more beef stew. Not the one that comes in the can, the one that comes in like the plastic one that you put in the microwave. Oh. Dude, that beef stew is so good. That's what you want to eat while you're fucking, is, is microwave beef stew. <laughs> yes. Yes, with like a little bit of squeeze mayonnaise on top. Oh, oh mean, my gosh. The Red Wing squeeze mayonnaise. Did you grow up in a trailer park? No, that dude, you can't even find Red Wing squeeze mayonnaise in a trailer park. That shit is only available from the canteen commissary company. 
do you have like intel? Like, you, I feel like I'm learning some sort of government secret. Like you're sitting there smoking a cigarette. Like it this. is a government secret. They sell that shit. They sell a jar of mayonnaise in jail for $4.99. It's a squeeze thing the size of a Goulden's bottle. It's like I'm talking to J. Edgar Hoover. It's like when they, um, it's like when they make you make a phone call for fucking damn near a dollar a minute when that shit is just free now. You know, phone calls are just free now. Well, because they want to document it. They want to hear it. You know, if you're not paying for it, you are the product. Huh? That's what I'm saying. They collect all the phone calls. That's why phone calls became free. If you're not paying for something, you're the product. They're making money off. No, I understand it. that. But the jail, they're, you're paying for phone calls. Oh, are you talking about jail? Yeah. Oh, Global see, tell link. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's always funny when you watch those Netflix documentaries about people getting killed or wrongfully killed or wrongfully tried or whatever. And it's always like, thank this you for is the operator. Yeah. You have a collect call from Drew, an inmate at a federal prison to accept these charges. Press five to deny these charges. Hang up to block inmate charges. Please press one. Beep. Yo, what's up, homie? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for picking up my calls. Yeah, that's like shout out to all the people that picked up my calls when I was locked up. Yeah, that must suck. Like making a phone call and then, like they're not even trying to avoid you. They just genuinely didn't hear the phone ring or some shit like that. Like, could you imagine your whole day is looking forward to talking to this person and they're taking a shit? Well, what, no, what really sucks is, uh, big shout out to the, to the girl that was with me. She was amazing. She came and visited me every chance she got. Can you tell me her initials? I'm not going to tell you her, Elsie. Um, I'm not going to tell you her name. I'm not going to. That's why um, I asked for initials. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put her out there like that, but she was amazing to me. I was less than. Less than worthy. Um, really stuck by the, me. Was this the was this the meth butt? Oh, you can't say that. I just said meth butt. That could mean a lot of things. Yeah. Okay, the context is coming together. Now. Bad choices. I made lots of bad choices. I make bad choices every day. Waking up every day is a bad choice. Like but yeah, so the worst thing about being in jail and being on the phone, what I'm going to tell you is the worst thing is when you're talking with someone that you share some sort of deep emotional connection with, be it a girlfriend, a parent, a, a, a child, a sibling, and you get in an argument and either they hang up the phone or what usually happens is you hang up the phone. It's always an argument. Well, they can't call you back. Oh. Uh... That'd be kind of cool if they had a And if there's operator. no money on the phone, you can't call them back. So what are you going to do? And that's like the number one rule in jail. If you want to have a like, if you want to have a smooth stay, don't fight on the phones. Don't fight in visits. Go out of your way to avoid conflict. You want to hang up with an "I love you" and a nice sentiment. I'm going to shed a tear. Yeah, it's just, it sucks going to bed on an argument. How often did that happen to you? It happened at first. I tried to not let it happen. She was good because she would always pick back up when I called back. There would always be money on the phone. And it would cost like $1.50 to pick up and then, you know, 70 cents a minute thereafter. Or like two ninety nine to pick up. Dude, they, they, fuck you. Burnt, you make burnt like, toast, no butter. But you make like two cents an hour in prison, don't you? Or some shit like that. Like if, you're if actually that, working, if that, working is a privilege. You get to eat some different food. You get time out of your cell, off of the yard. You get to interact with human beings who aren't incarcerated. So you see, like delivery drivers, guards. You other see, yeah, you see CEOs, guard staff members, civilian staff. Were you good with them? Um, yeah, of course. If you were, I worked in the kitchen. So if you work in the kitchen, you're preparing the facility I was in, uh, where I did a lot of my work in the kitchen. We weren't actually even preparing inmate food, other than some of the soups that they ate. The inmate foods would come on trays prepared in another facility. Uh, we were preparing food for the 300 or so staff members. 300 staff. For about wait, wait. Uh, okay. 300 staff members for about 1,200 inmates. 
Well, my thinking, so they get the fresh food made by the slaves, essentially, right? Yes. And then, Slaving for a double cheeseburger. And then the slaves get to eat the food made by a machine. Well, no, we would eat what the we would eat what we made. So you got to eat what you made in the kitchen. But Jen popped the people outside of the kitchen. Oh no 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 no! But the, you know, the, you get three meals. You get two hot meals and a cold meal. Well, so like you get like a, some fruit or a snack with each thing. You can buy food on commissary. I mean, it's not like I mean it's horrible, but it's you can survive there. It is what you make of it. Just like anything in life. If you're going to go forth in life and have an attitude and look at the negative in every situation, everything's going to suck. If you want to make good of whatever you got going on, we're the most adaptable animal on the planet. We're the most adaptable animal as far as we know in the history of the universe. We got it pretty good. We could, really, we could really be all right. I'm sitting here smoking a blunt and I'm able to go run and do physical activities, right? How many fucking animals can do that? I don't know many animals that can sit and smoke a blunt. I know I had a dog, a golden retriever, that would follow the blunt around the circle. Like, <coughs> you know. Excuse me. Yeah, this was a family dog. This yeah. was my family dog growing up. Just wanted to get secondhand? Well, you'd blow it in her face. And she would stick her face up in your face asking for it. Well, you, yeah, some dogs have seen like... This dog know, was a stoner. No, some dogs just want to get stoned. I, this buddy, he had a dog that would uh, eat garbage regularly and like to get stoned. And when it got stoned and ate garbage, you would know. Not because like you, you wouldn't find the garbage till later because there was so little remaining. She'd no, it would come, be in a shit. No, no, she'd come and lie on the couch and wouldn't be able to move for like 12 hours. Because she had eaten like three, four, five pounds of garbage. Stuffed up with plastic bags yeah. and paper plates. Oh, and my God. Because she was getting too high. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning and like I'll go to I'll tell the boss. I'll tell the boss. I'll be like, yo, I'll be on the site soon. Uh, you know, I'm leaving my house now and then I'll be walking out the door and you just I'm like, oh, that's not a fart. And it's back to the bathroom. And then 45 minutes later. You're getting a call on the phone like, why aren't you? Where, where are you? You on the site? No, I'm still in my bathroom. Oh, man. Well, I've had that. I, that's the worst when you have, um, you know, you wake up and you take your morning shit and you know that's not the first round of the morning shit. You know it's going to go to round two, three. Yeah, that, and, if you're, like an and if you're healthy, it should only be one round. I'm not healthy. When I was really healthy, I used to not even take a morning shit. I would shit in the afternoon once a day. Just a three-pound log? No, I was, well, some sort of a log. Okay. I don't know about three pounds. I never pulled it out and threw it on the scale. I mean, you can gauge. You ever weigh yourself before you have to shit and then weigh yourself after? You know, I think I have. I don't remember any specifics, but I'm pretty sure I've done that. I'm pretty sure I probably uttered, uttered the phrase, I just took a six-pound shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, funny things we do. Weigh yourself while shitting. And, uh, yeah, prior Not to, prior to and, and after. Well, I like to take a piss, you know, weigh yourself between the piss, and then you realize, like, how much water weight you really hold on to. Well, water is very heavy. Yeah. I don't know how many pounds per gallon. I want to say five. No, it's got to be more than five. I thought it was eight pounds per gallon. Really? Uh, we don't have a Jamie or, or, or a Chin to look up facts. We don't even have a computer. No. But um, computer we do have Siri. So let's try this real quick and see if it works. Wow, this is the mystery of a lifetime. How many pounds is a gallon of water? There you go. Eight wow. pounds. 8.35 pounds. I was correct. And if you don't believe me, you can go back and check the tapes. How many grams is that? Ay, ay, ay. A kilo is 2.2 pounds. And that is 1,000 grams. So I am going to say 2.2, 4.4, 6.6... .4, 
8.8 is 4,780 grams. Did you just do that math or using a calculator? No, that's my guess. Oh. I thought you had the answer. No, I didn't. I was just asking. You think I have How many grams is 8.35 pounds? That would be 3,787.5 grams. I'm pretty fucking good at these things. What did I say? 3,780? Something like that. 85? I was close. It's 3,787.5 grams. That was very impressive. That was actually really impressive. You can vouch for the fact that's all real. That just happened. Are you some sort of rain man? Like, am I retarded? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think if you're retarded, I think to be, you have to, to be declared retarded, you have to be self-diagnosed as well. You know, you know what's funny? You, you talk about that. I had uh, an instance where I had a therapist, and, and um, he was cool, Dr. Robert Fields, and he like, was the one that convinced me when I was you know, 16 to get through high school and just go to junior college and just kind of get on with my life. And many years after this... Um, I was in some sort of a drug-induced psychosis. What drug? Um, stimulants. Stimulants. Yeah. We'll delve deeper into that at a later time. Um, but I was in some sleep-deprived, drug-induced psychosis, and, and I thought I was going crazy. So I called him. I left him a message at 3 in the morning. I think I'm crazy, hearing voices. Shit's really weird. I don't know what to do. Am I crazy? I, I think I might be crazy. And you know, the guy called me back and he goes, look, Nick, get some sleep. And if you're asking yourself if you're crazy, you're not crazy. Crazy oh. people don't ever ponder the question, am I crazy? I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that for... The def- well, delusional people. You know crazy people who have questions. No, the sanity. definition of delusional is you believe that shit. Is you believe that you're not insane. Maybe no, your delusions. That your delusions are you're real. In, you're, you're, yeah, you believe that's the definition of delusional. Right. If you so maybe not crazy people, but delusional people. I think everyone gets delusional. Everyone get delusional from stress. Like Think about the kind of shit stress can induce. Yeah, but people who are clinically diagnosed. Like long-term crazy. Yeah, like not situational, clinical. Yeah, not clinically situational crazy. crazy. Not situational crazy, clinically crazy. I like that situational crazy. Situational crazy is good. You know she fucks well if she's situationally crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and she fucks even better if she's clinically crazy. <laughs> if she's done some time inside of... Uh, uh, Luscombe 9 in Bridgeport Hospital, she is definitely a plus in the sheets. Well, it's, you always want you know a little mountain trash or a little desert trash. They're always easy, but they're always those lays you never want to actually go out of your way to do. You know, It's there and then and now. Like, you wouldn't go to the bottom of this building to go <sighs> fuck her. She'd have to come up here. If it was air-conditioned down there, I'd go. You'd go all the way? But here's the thing. If I was on the bottom... And she was up here. I wouldn't walk up the stairs. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd walk down the stairs, but not up. So this is our first podcast episode. I know it's a little rough. I want to apologize to everybody, but we're just kind of feeling this thing out. Don't um, apologize. No, I'm not apologizing for anything. You're right. I'm having a great time. I'm drinking. I'm smoking. I'm about to light up another cigarette. It's like the South or the Midwest. Um, and we are rocking it, man. We are having a really good time. But what? Uh, yeah, I think the blunt kind of killed us a little bit. No, uh, you know. So, <laughs> so what I envision for this podcast is for us to not only explore our own views on maybe what are some popular opinions or popular societal norms, and kind of give a different perspective on on how we look at things, but also to bring guests on here that may have been part of a different walk of life than most people, give people a window into a different way of thinking based on a different set of experiences. Some of those situationally crazy people. Exactly. Yeah. 
um, for example, I want to have a friend of mine. Uh, he will he will remain anonymous because his job uh, would not be happy with him talking about this stuff. I want to I want to get people to come on here and be very candid. Yeah, many of our guests will probably remain anonymous. Some of them will have the pitch of their voice shifted slightly. Um, this is to protect them because they're going to be giving us honest, one hundred percent open book access to their lives and their experiences when they were doing some very interesting things. One of the guests I'd like to have was a paramedic in the city of Bridgeport in the late 90s, early 2000s. Ooh, that's a rough time for Bridgeport. Yes, Bridgeport was topping the nation in crime yeah. statistics. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a great one. I want to uh, have an ER nurse on here. I want to have a prostitute on here. A stripper. I want to get somebody who made it out of poverty, put themselves through college, and is now back in their own neighborhood with their own business. You know, I want to go all walks of life. Maybe we'll try to get some local politicians, some local. If we get Ganem on here. Oh, if we could get Ganem on here, I would. I would do whatever his writer asked for. Mm -hmm. I would. I would. I would provide. You'll, you'll see it. He's coming up for re-election. We'll get Ganem on here. We'll figure it out. We need to we need to get our insights up. Yeah. We need to get our analytics popping. Once those analytics are popping and we got the ten thousand downloads, Ganem is on the pop 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 podcast. See, I had Hey, whatever you say about Ganem. No no no. And I'm a fucking uh, I'm I'm a very discerning voter. That's what I'm gonna say for now. I'm not gonna associate myself either way. But he he, kind of, you he, are a voter. He kind of, he, oh, I'm definitely a voter, always have been. Uh, he kind of aligns himself sometimes with some people who I don't necessarily agree with, but Bridgeport has never done better than under the leadership, the tutelage of Joe Gannum. Well, because you need a criminal to run a criminal town. No, not even. Yeah. yeah. See, now he's not going to come on. I just exactly. no, 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 no. He's not a criminal. You know, well, he, technically, he is. You know, he, he went to jail. He went to jail. He did yeah. his time. He yeah. did. I'm you know what? Facts. You do the crime. You do the time. You do your time. Your debt is paid. That's how this works. This is America. He came back and won a fair election. Mm -hmm. and, and didn't he win and again? Square. And he's, I think, about to win another election. He's up for re-election. I think. Yeah. No, soon. I think it's it's 2020. The animal will be up. I went to high school with his daughters. He is a local. That that's a local family. Yeah. There's local families. There's the Darios. Oh yeah, Darios. The Darios. Well, Ganem's everywhere in Bridgeport. There's Ganem's. Yeah. There's other ones I don't want to mention. The Bridgeport Five families. Because <laughs> <laughs> they all got their weird shit going on. You know, they're all they all do shit. Bridgeport's a great city. So why don't you live here? I'm comfortable where I'm at in Milford. Milford's a great city, too. And in fact, speaking of Milford, August 31st, 8 o'clock p.m., it's called The Grove. It's a great venue. It's right next to an amazing shop, Bohemian High. Bohemian High is a an alternative lifestyle shop. They have some smoke shop stuff going on. They know all about the CBD products, and they will guide you in the right direction and get you the pure lab tested third-party tested CBD products but um, anyway I digress August 31st at the Grove 158 Bridgeport Avenue in Milford I am hosting the first comedy night at the Grove I'm gonna have seven absolute killers on the show now, for those I who mean, don't know, what is the Grove? Is it a restaurant? Is it a bar? Is it a no, theater? No, it's a performance venue. It's a performing venue. It's a performance venue. And you know what? The, uh, the Bohemian High will be open. You'll be able to go in there and talk to Rich, the owner. You'll be able to buy cool alternative clothes. And they got stickers. They got, they got papers that Stick you've never they seen. They have stickers and papers. No, they've got everything. They've got everything you could want. They've got everything you could want. They've got the greatest selection of vape pens and vaporizers. They've got all kinds of glassware. They've, like I said, they've got all kinds of CBD. I mean, really, this is 
this is turning into a commercial for the Grove. No, it's not a commercial for the Grove. It's a commercial for my show. And, you know, the seven comedians I'm bringing, Ernest Bailey. Funny guy. Absolutely hilarious. He's got some jokes that kill me every time. You never expect half the shit that comes out of his mouth to come out of his mouth. How about Jack Stannard? Jack Stannard was the reason last night that you were late to come here when I was waiting for you. The guy oh. you were talking to? Yeah. Oh, dude, Jack Standard is fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Kmart Bill Burr. Dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to give it away, but Jack Standard has, has a bit. He talks about George Bush eating ice cream, and he absolutely kills it. And then there's everybody's favorite dad, Craig McGee. Craig McGee. Craig McGee is the dad that will kind of make you look at him and go, you're really the father of two young girls and a, and a brand new newborn baby boy. It does well. I like Craig because he seems just as agitated with the world as I do. He is like the real life version of The Simpsons' angry dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then my brother, my brother Alex Tomaselli, kind of a kindred spirit to myself. So your actual brother in worldview? No, he's not my actual brother, but he's kind of a kindred spirit. Um, to myself in his worldview. Obviously, Nick Scopoletti is going to be there. Fuck yeah. My second hosts, favorite Italian. Yeah, dude. My, You know, I love Nick. He hosts uh, Monday nights at the Sea Grape in Fairfield, it's 1144 Reef Road, which is a great comedy show. It is a curated show of the best and worst talent in Fairfield County, Connecticut. It's fantastic. 50 Cent Wings on Mondays, $3 drafts. Exactly. $5, I think martinis or some shit. You know who else is on the show? These last two, these last two are really building this up. No, these last two, uh, uh, you know, th- this comedy scene that we have is great. The, and these last two are, are Connor Simcox Connor. and Dan Brown. Oh, you, have to, you got Dan Brown? I got fucking oh, Dan Brown. Oh, that's sick. I got Connor Simcox oh and God. Dan Brown. Connor's fantastic. But Dan, I, I haven't seen Dan in a while, but he's so funny. Dan Brown Dan is Dan. the unassuming oh God. killer. Yeah, it's. I've never seen him not do well, and I've probably seen him 15 times. And who's more polished, who's more polished than Connor Simcox? Yeah. Nobody. No. I'm telling you, this show is going to be great. This is called the White Male Aggression Show. <laughs> I'm just looking at the flyer, and it's all white males. So is the next show going to be like all like LGBTQ and like black females? And I don't know. We'll mix it up for whatever, but you know what? We're bringing people based on the jokes they're going to tell. And I think I curated a great show here, and I'm really looking forward to hosting it August 31st, 8 p.m. at The Grove, 158 Bridgeport Avenue, Milford, Connecticut. We're bringing comedy to Milford. Tickets are $15.00. You can buy them online. We're going to get the Eventbrite page up, and we're going to be shooting it out on Instagram and Facebook. Everybody's going to be sharing it. If you follow any of those comics, you can definitely see it. So I hope uh, we get a good turnout, which I'm sure we will, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll be there. That's a sick show. I know you'll be there. Yeah. You've always come out and support. In fact, let's tell the people how we met. Oh, this is interesting. I wanted to to talk about this a little bit because... um, Jesse's a real fan of comedy. I am. Whereas I enjoy doing comedy. Jesse does comedy as well. Yeah, doing comedy's given me too much praise. Attempting. I enjoy doing comedy. I enjoy the attention. I enjoy performing. Whereas I think Jesse really enjoys the art. It's sweet. It's just, it's a cool thing. Man. And, and Jesse has been a supporter of a lot of local comics. He's at all the shows. And uh, he comes out and shows his support. And then the thing is, we learn that Jesse is an absolutely insane filmmaker. Yeah. When, you just, when you're, you're like, oh, he goes to all the comedy shows, it's like, oh, God, what a fucking loser. Got nothing to do but go to comedy shows all the time. No, whatever. What did you say? What did you tell me? I'm bringing this out. This is uncomfortable for you? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't remember. What did you what tell me? What did you tell me about what your goal was? It wasn't just to do comedy. It was to... Oh, yeah. It's to, it's to create shit. 
Yeah, to meet people day, to create with. Create stuff, you know, whether it be comedy, whether it be films, whether it be podcasts, whether it be whatever. <laughs> the end and, goal is just. And creation. we're working on all of the above. Right, but I really do enjoy comedy the most. Comedy is the best, and yeah. you're funny. Yeah, thank you. You are funny. Don't sell yourself short. Talk to me in like three years. Talk to me in three years. Yeah, where do you want to be in three years? In three years, I want to be doing comedy full-time. Full-time? That's ambitious, right? I mean, what is full-time do you make in like 50 grand a year or like 20 grand a year? I don't, uh, it means I'm paying my bills Mm -hmm. and I am living my life in a manner that I am comfortable living. I may be taking a pay cut, but guess what? Not having to wake up at the butt crack of dawn to go work in someone's house and have the pressure of everyday bullshit that that jobs bring is worth something. There is some pay value that you can assign to sanity. Well, that's why I don't really... I fucked with an office job once. And oh, I it. can't make it. I'll never that make it. it in an office. I can't... I, I can't like structure is good, right? But structure makes me a little weird. Structure makes me kind of crazy. Structure is good when it's my structure. When I was losing weight and I was in great shape, my structure was wake up in the morning, every morning, run. 5 a.m., 6 a.m., run. For an hour? For five miles. Five miles. So. At, at my peak, I was five miles. Then I started running six to eight miles That's still a like day. a 40 minute to an hour mile, you know, if you're going like an eight to 10 minute pace. Um, I would do about a seven and a half minute mile. Oh, that's pretty good then. Yeah. That's a good pace for five miles. Not a 5k, five miles. Five miles. I'd do more of an eight, eight minute mile. I could do like, I could do like a, like a, what's it called? A 5k, which is what? 3.1 miles in a seven and a half minute mile. Is this just going to turn into the Nick Breen getting in shape podcast? I think it might because I'm at that point where I have to. Oh, yeah. But but anyway, that was my structure. I was okay with that structure. Then after work, I would go work out and lift with my buddies. Um, great friend of mine that really took me under his wing and, and helped me in the gym. He's in great shape. He's 50-something years old. Um, One of those yoked old men? Dude, he just had his um, fourth child. He has, two, he has two that are from his first wife that are 20 and 21. Oh, he got that second batch. He got that second batch. And his wife, who's 20 years younger than him, said, I ain't having just one kid. <laughs> he can go on Craig's podcast, oh the dad cast. <laughs> Could you imagine being like 18 and your dad is like 70? But if he's in really good shape, man. He's going to be around for yeah. a while, dude. He is in tremendous shape. You wouldn't tell how old he is by looking at him. Maybe he's going to live too long. He's going to live a long time. I hope he does. Yeah, but you ever, you ever read some, you, you know, sometimes people just live too long. Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush lived too long. Yeah, she lived too long. Nancy Reagan. Ah. You know, my husband. <laughs> you know, Nancy Reagan looks like. Every- just say no. Just say no. Yes. Because, like, people are just, like, offering you drugs for free everywhere. Just say no. That's really rude. To say no to free drugs. A lot of Nancy people. fucking Reagan. I only like... <laughs> I only like Ronnie because of that one video that's circulating on the internet where it's like six months after he got shot and a balloon pops in the audience and everyone goes... <gasps> and he goes... He finishes what he's saying and he goes, you missed. And then he starts talking again. <laughs> I have to check out this. I think the Alzheimer's was already kicking in. Oh, no. He was fucked. He was absolutely fucked. That's a horrible disease. Oh, yeah, dude. That's a horrible disease. And watching, you know who I really am not a huge, uh, Seth Rogen, not a huge fan of, but watching him testify in front of Congress, talking about Alzheimer's and how it's personally affected him, moved me to tears. And I have a lot of, I have a lot, I'm going to cry right now. I have a lot of respect for him and what he's been through with that. 
That's a horrible disease. Steals the mind. That's the, you know, I've faced cancer. I've seen people in my family die of cancer. And I think that the hardest thing to face would be to watch either one of my parents or anybody that I love suffer from that disease where they lose their mental capacity. And it's just not the same person that you knew. So did he give himself Alzheimer's from smoking too much weed? No, his mother-in-law. Uh, in like law, passed though? away. Yeah, but see, you're just a little bit colder than I am. <laughs> you know, if it was like mom, I'd be like, oh, that's touching. But in law, you knew her for like, what, 15 years, 10 years? Yeah, but it's the human struggle. Like, I've been watching the show The 100. The fuck is that? Okay, it was a CW show that ran for six seasons. CW's a fucking it, no, 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 it, it was about um, people, a group of humans who were on a, a large space station when nuclear war, which turned into nuclear Armageddon, broke out on the planet. Isn't it just Battlestar Galactica? And the hundred people that they sent back to Earth... And then the struggles that go because there are some people that were on Earth and there were different groups of people on Earth. Some were in a bunker, some were outside, some were able to handle the radiation, some weren't. And it's just the human struggles and just watching these modern people kind of put back into the Stone Age. Like a little, I don't, it's, it's very complex, but I cry when I watch certain TV commercials. Which TV commercial specifically? Like anything with a wedding or like... A wedding? Anything with like a wedding or like real love or like somebody like really like helping somebody out of the goodness of their heart. What the fuck? <laughs> so like when you see that like uh, that gum commercial where like the dad keeps all the little gum wrappers and like, you know, and then gives it to her when she like goes off to college and like... And it oh. has like the writing, like the drawing on it or whatever. Yeah, or was that the boyfriend that drew on the gum wrapper? Some, they, they, they do a bunch of fucking, you know, rom-com fucking bullshit commercials. Well, I mean, if I'm masturbating to the girl in the commercial, I don't cry till I come. Are you crying because you're coming or are you crying because of the commercial? I'm crying because I know I'll never have her. Well, she is like in, in a commercial. She's not real. I know. That gum wrapper drawing love isn't real either. No. Some guy wrote that. Some, it was like a team of 18 marketing guys writing that for six months. My father was a marketing guy. I think everyone's dad at some point was a marketing guy. No, my uh, father was a real marketing guy. My father launched the C-Class for Mercedes, Java for Sun Microsystems. He did Bird's Eye Frozen Food. He did Clorox. Yeah, he was the real fucking deal. What happened to him? He's still around. Lived a very successful career. Started his own company. Did consulting. Did consulting for Lawrence Livermore National Labs. Somehow convinced the labs that they needed a marketing consultant to help them market themselves to their funding source to compete for funding with the other labs. He got a government contract as a brand, as an ad guy. So he's a sales guy too. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's just a fucking genius. He's in Florida right now playing golf three four times a week, living the life. Daddy Breen. Daddy Breen. Oh, my God. If I could be half the man he was. He is. Was. Oh, sorry. Is he dead? No, 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 no. I'm just saying he was like a badass back then. He's still a badass, but he's a retired badass. How many rounds of golf does he play a week? Do you know? Three. Three? It's 12 hours of golf, probably. He's a badass. How old is he? 72. That's tough on the body. And he only started playing golf four or five years ago. Wow. I'm a better golfer than he is. I'm not a very good golfer. I'm a decent golfer. I'm actually a, like one of the worst golfers ever. I would challenge any of the uh, Connecticut comics to a skins game. $20 a hole, 18 holes. I would lose. You know who might be able to beat you? So that challenge stands. Mike Carlin. Uh, Mike Carlin was talking about golf the other day. He seems like he quietly knows how to play golf very well. I think he's like a... Um, no, that was some other guy said he was like a 12 handicap. I think Mike Carlin is probably like a 22 handicap. And I think on some good days he'll have like seven or eight pars, but then he'll shoot a couple double bogeys. 
kind of offsets everything, and he'll just play like solid bogey golf. Are you analyzing this from like his persona, or have you heard this information from him? I just pulled it right out of my ass. Wow. I mean, you could. What's your What's your handicap? Depends. It depends. I guess the course, right? No, Today, I could I could shoot a solid ten over. Really? Eight over. That's pretty. Solid. If I played the course a couple times, I can shoot an eight over. Yeah. Easy. But I'll go out and play bogey golf. Do you own clubs? Yeah. What do you have? I just got a new set, TaylorMade M6s, 105 gram steel regular flex shafts with three degree offset up on the heads. Are you a lefty? They're custom fitted. No, I'm a righty. I have some tour edges lying somewhere. Are you a lefty? No, I just I get a lot of golf equipment. You have lefty golf clubs. Yeah. Sell them on let go. There's always a lefty looking for golf clubs. Ned Flanders needs a set of golf clubs from the leftorium. I'm so left, I'm right. I know a lefty. Lefties are kind of weird. You strike me as a lefty, completely honest. Not me. me. I would guess you. That's why I thought you were a lefty. Is young Southpaw a lefty? I hope so. He makes jokes about lefties, doesn't he? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I just see him with the sunglasses and the accent, and I just start laughing. And I don't really register anything he says, but I laugh. I get what you mean. He's got great stage presence. I like his jacket. It's very Red Dead Redemption. I think that's Southpaw's jacket. Southpaw's jacket. Sorry, Southpaw's jacket. Because that's, like, different than the person. There's, like, Southpaw, I think, is a character. You can never be too sure. I've never actually heard him talk. When he gets off stage, he doesn't talk. I heard he's an amazing musician, too. Really? What does he play? I don't know. But I know he was a musician professionally, I believe. Wow. Before he started doing comedy. So he quit music. Probably still does music, right? No one ever quits music. That's true. I yearned to get back in the studio. Yeah, you used to rap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think we'll actually close out this podcast with one of my songs. Really? Well, I mean, can you do that on the computer if I send you a file? Well, you got on stage the other night to one of your songs. I got on stage the other night to one of my songs, and I wrote a comedy rap song about gay prison sex, which kind of went against everything that you kind of portray as like a rap artist. Although now, I guess... They want to take that horse to the old town road. He wants to ride. I don't know what he's riding till he can't no more. Is that like till he get? I'm not going to say that. Save your piss. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say that. That's you can't make an do. AIDS joke like about an actual person. You can make an AIDS joke about an actual You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, AIDS devastated the homosexual community. Yeah, but like, you know. And then they came out with the Truvada pill. And then the Trivago pill, like Truvada, Truvada prep. Uh, and like then the Trivago funny thing guy. is, and then the funny thing is, like, as if these people can't get a fucking break. Like two years later, they're like, oh, by the way, that AIDS pill. If you suffered from X, Y, Z, A, B, C, uh, hit up our law firm because we're suing the makers. Well, you know, Jewel's doing that now. A bunch of class action lawsuits coming to the Jewel. Well, I heard the Jewel guy was like really moved. He was like, I can't believe kids use my product. Like we're pulling all advertising. Our social media is not going to be like so cool anymore. Well, I think at this point, well, because he created the Jewel. He was the creator and he also created the packs, you know, the vape. You know, he's a. Oh, he did create the packs. Yeah, I believe he's an engineer. Um, but no, I've actually heard funny story about the Jewel in my. In my high school, I heard now that they have they've quarantined all the bathrooms except to two, two, uh, two for boys, two for girls, and in all of them they have a full time security guard just waiting to listen to the crackling of jewel pods or to see any sort of vapor. That's crazy! I can't believe that we had a narc at our school and a school cop, and the narc and the cop worked together. The narc's name was Tony Andragna, and he was. Um, Actually, the brother of Dave Dragna, who is an extreme athlete. He was sponsored by GoPed and rode GoPeds. This dude would jump out of trees. And this dude would, like, catch us smoking. We used to smoke behind a shed in I-Wing. 
And then one time we're standing there smoking and the shed door pops open. He was hiding inside the shed. He was like hardcore. Did he want your cigarettes or your weed? No, he wanted to take you to the office. What a fucking brat. Whatever. He probably got a nice pension. That's bullshit. You're fucking, you're ratting on kids for smoking weed and the state's supposed to give you a pension. Cigarettes. You know, cigarettes, whatever. It's like, Jesus Christ, you're not saving lives. I mean, yeah, but you're kind of like keeping order. And order is necessary for like the society to function. Because as a class clown, I know that I took away from like some of the other kids learning. Not that like if you were smart, that you weren't already like cognizant of what was going on and what the concepts that the teachers were trying to teach you. But some people need to learn in a different way. Some people need like the little extra instruction to get something. So I get what he was doing. That's fucking stupid. Every school needs a class clown. Snitches get stitches, dude, but I would love to be him. You would love to be him. Dude, I would love chasing high school kids and stealing their cigarettes and be like, you, you're in a lot of fucking trouble. <laughs> and he probably talks to all the other guys about the hot, like, 17-year-olds they want to fuck all the time. Those guys were always creepy. Yeah. It's fun to fantasize about working around kids and, like, being a role, mo- and being a role model and stuff. But the thing is, like, to, to, like, really work around kids, you're either, like, just, like, super dedicated, like Jared Emanuel was a teacher... But even he left teaching. Because, like, at some point, I think if you're, like, not a pedophile, you just get fed up with, with all the red tape in the system and, and the inefficiencies of our education system. So you only Like, if there's out. not a pay value to stay around after a while, if you don't feel like you're making a difference, which I think it's hard for teachers to feel like they're making a difference in this system that we have now, um, you're not going to stick around. So You stick around for pedophilia, though. Yeah, those pedophiles are dedicated as fuck. So if, like, a teacher's been somewhere for 15 years, you're just like, they are doing something. Hey, I think on that note... I think on that note... I'm too stoned. I thought we were one brain. I was going to say, I think on that... (laughs) I was going to say, I think on that note, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to drop a couple plugs. Look, I want you to come see me on August 5th. It's a Monday. We are doing a special show at the Sea Grape, okay? And this lineup is really freaking good. This lineup is Nick Scopoletti, Courtney Davis, Cody Marino, Ben Kirsch. Ben Kirsch is very young, very funny, and honestly, he's in danger of being raped anytime I'm around him um, and myself. And the headliner is going to be James Haleva. Haleva? Haleva? I don't know. He's the dirty boy of comedy and the author of The Wingman Chronicles. August 5th, 8 o'clock p.m., 1144 Reef Road. Make sure to come out every Monday at 8 p.m. to the Sea Grape, 1144 Reef Road. Make sure to come out and see me. August 10th, Greenwich Village Comedy Club. It's an Evan Weiss show hosted by Manny Sierra. It's going to be really good. 5.30 p.m. seating. Manny's the best. And also tomorrow? Manny's my neighbor. Today. Today, today, tomorrow, you're not going to hear this till today. And today's going to be tomorrow, Wednesday. That's when my Midday with Manny podcast drops. Is that conflicting then? To drop ours? Yeah. No. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. And then check us out August 31st, 158 Bridgeport Avenue, Milford at The Grove. Lots of funny comedians. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. This is Nick Breen and... Jesse Green. Jesse Green, my man. We signing off. Peace.